Welcome to another Tyrius Cast. I'm Jim McGregor. And I'm Kevin Creole. Today we're going to be discussing the settlement between Apple and Qualcomm. We finally have an armistice in the war between these two companies. The end result is a win for the wireless industry and the intellectual property business. As a quick reminder, the dispute is all about wireless licensing and royalty rates for IP. For more background, you can listen to our previous series cast that we recorded before the trial had started. Yeah, the settlement was announced after jury selection was complete and opening remarks had commenced on Wednesday, April 17th. I'm sure Apple's CEO, Tim Cook, had recently denied that they were settlement talks ongoing, but apparently that's not the case. If I was to make a guess, though, I think uh, Cook was not happy to have to settle this case. It must have been a desperation move. It had been rumored that Apple's present cellular modem provider, Intel, was behind on the development of its 5G modem. This would have potentially caused Apple to be up to two years late to 5G. You know, Apple could be maybe a year late behind the Android smartphone providers, but not to have 5G until 2021, that would be a killer. As it stands, Apple is going to really need to scramble to re-engage with Qualcomm now and to get a 5G phone done for 2020. This is a definite win for Qualcomm, but in the settlement, both companies agree to end all legal disputes. Apple also receives a license for Qualcomm's entire portfolio for an undisclosed amount for six years with an option for additional two-year extension. And Apple will buy chipsets from Qualcomm. Now, it didn't specify what chipsets means, but it's assumed that it's at least a modem, if not more. Apple also dropped its complaint with the Korean FTC, which found in favor of Apple, but has been marred in a scandal and still considering Qualcomm's appeal. It's assumed that Apple has also dropped its complaint with the US FTC, but that has not been confirmed and the decision in the case is still in the hands of Judge Coe. So, the US FTC case remains the last remaining issue to be resolved between these two companies. As you may recall, Qualcomm and FTC were working on an agreement, but then Judge Coe refused to give the parties an extension to work towards that agreement. Judge Coe also gave a preliminary judgment that IP should be licensed at the chip level because Qualcomm participated in a particular industry group. But with this settlement, Apple has affirmed the business model of Qualcomm, and it's assumed that the same FRAND licensing rates offered by everybody else or to everybody else in the industry. So the U.S. FTC case would appear to be pretty much in shambles. So the question is, Will Judge Coe rule just on the proceedings of the case and face a certain appeal by Qualcomm, consider what has happened since the proceedings, or just go back to Qualcomm and the FTC and recommend that they reconsider the complaint and or a possible settlement? Yeah, I guess, or uh, Judge Coe could just sit on the case in hopes the FTC comes to its senses and drops the case altogether because it really looked weak at best and now looks completely useless. So the case is completely falling apart. It's While it's impossible to determine what Judge Coe and the FTC will do now, the outcome is very positive for the tech industry and the U.S. patent system as a whole now that Apple and Qualcomm have settled. 
Now, there was one loser in this case. Just hours after the announcement of the settlement, Intel announced it would not offer 5G chipsets for smartphones, but was evaluating the opportunity for other market segments like IoT and automotive applications. Yeah, I would say apparently there was a growing discord between Apple and Intel. Uh, Intel was not happy that Apple had made it clear it was designing its own modem, which would eventually displace Intel. And Apple was actively hiring Intel engineers as well as Qualcomm engineers. A conjecture is that Apple's CEO didn't want to continue to invest in a product that Apple was clearly going to design out over time. Well, Intel's ongoing 5G business with the carriers and probably automotive, and as you mentioned, IoT, Apple was its sole smartphone design. Losing Apple would basically kill that product line. Yes, and as we mentioned in previous podcasts, the greatest concern was that the case could mean what the case could mean to the value of intellectual property, or IP as we call it, and the strength of the U.S. patent system. Because one of Apple's key arguments, and kind of some extent the FTC, was that non-essential patents were of no value. The good thing is that this settlement reaffirms the value of the patents and the strength of the U.S. patent system. Agreed. So with this battle ending, where do we go from here? Well, first, the industry moves forward with 5G, and Apple is essentially stuck paying 5G royalties for the foreseeable future, especially throughout the 5G generation of wireless technologies. Even though Apple is developing its own modem technology, we assume, they did not develop any of the IP for 5G. In addition, they would have to be working on IP for the sixth generation, if not now, soon, if they intend to be a major IP holder. But that doesn't seem likely given their history. Apple will also be purchasing modems and possibly other components like RF from Qualcomm uh, to get its 5G iPhone to market as soon as possible. We believe that the earliest we are likely to see a 5G iPhone is in the spring of 2020. And that's assuming that Apple is working to integrate the Qualcomm chipsets into its upcoming iPhone designs. Yeah, if Apple wants to offer a 5G solution for the Summer Olympics in 2020 in Japan, they're really going to need a mid-cycle refresh with a 5G modem um, uh, that's incorporated into basically a 2019 model. I'm glad they settled. This way, I won't have to give up my iPhone in 2020. It's better for the industry to have Apple and Qualcomm working together. And I think clearly the loser here is going to be Intel, which ultimately failed uh, in every aspect of the smartphone business now. With that, it brings an end to another epic battle uh, in the tech industry. And I guess that's a wrap on another Tyrius cast. Well, please remember that Tyrius Research is a market research and advisory firm that provides custom research and advice to the entire high-tech ecosystem from sensors to the cloud. This includes custom market sizing, product and company competitive analysis, M&A evaluations, product and corporate strategic planning, and marketing strategies. If you'd like more information about Tyrius Research or inquire about our services, please contact us directly. I'm Kevin at Tyrius Research. And I'm Jim at Tirius Research. And that's T-I-R-I-A-S research.com. You can also visit our, re- our website at TiriusResearch.com. And please keep up with us on social media. I'm at Crewell and for Kevin Creel. 
Our company is at Tirius Research, T-I-R-I-A-S-R-E-A-S-E-A-R-C-H. And I'm tech strategist, that's T-E-K, strategist for Jim McGregor. And please contact us if you have feedback or topic requests. Thank you for joining us and look for more information on this and other topics in future Tirius Casts.